Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Lauren Conlin, and on this episode of Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon, we go into some pretty crazy specifics on body language of what appear to be some pretty innocent family photos. Plus, we go into some vocal language um, with the 911 call and with the YouTube video of Aaron Solomon explaining what happened to his son to Angie. 
And um, it's just so interesting, you guys. I have um, a world-renowned body language expert on, Tanya Ryman. You've seen her on Inside Edition, Fox News, CNN. She's just so great. So, um, oh, I really quickly want to add that when I first started this podcast, somebody DM'd me on um, Instagram and said, hey, I just want to let you know that there's a family photo of the Solomons looking super happy about a month before Grant passed. This was on his 18th birthday. So um, I said, okay, thank you so much for sending it. And little did they know that Angie had already sent me this photo and sort of gave me a background on what was going on that day, why they all went to dinner. And I totally understood. I was like, yeah, no, I get it. Thanks for sending. So when you hear Tanya talk about this family photo, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. So we break down that photo. We break down a very specific photo of Grant and his father um, that is just so telling. And gosh, Tanya really just gave me chills. So um yeah, I want you to listen to what she has to say. We really, really get into some crazy details, and I think it's going to be super informative. So, oh, last thing. You can find these photos that we depict on the Freedom for Gracie Instagram as well as Lauren underscore interviews. Um, so if you want to check them out, go there. I also have a link in the um, in the description of this podcast. So, okay, without further ado, here is body language expert Tanya Ryman. Okay, guys, as promised, I am here with world-renowned author and body language expert, Tanya Ryman. Tanya, thank you so much for jumping on and joining me. Thank you very much for having me. You are so welcome. I mean, I I am just in awe of your work all the time, and I want everyone to know just how fantastic you are. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and just how you got started as being a body language expert? Sure. I've been doing this for about two decades now, which is terrifying because that makes me realize my age. Uh, But I got into this initially because I started, I was doing hypnosis and I started recognizing that there was a pattern to someone's body behavior and their mindset. And so what wound up happening was I started using nonverbal communication as a way to help my clients improve their hypnosis, their attitude, their mindset And eventually got to the point where hypnosis was no longer actually a needed benefit. It was more of just helping people change their bodies, which then helped to change their mindset. So it kind of evolved into a a different pattern from where I initially started. Uh, And from there, I've written three books. Uh, Two of them have been complete bestsellers. The last one was on dating. That one, I don't know why, but (laughs) bestseller. But I have to tell you, it's a great book. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I am. I speak to companies all over the place, all over the world, talking to them about how they can work with not only other companies, their peers, their subordinates, their superiors, et cetera, to make communication and behavior a little bit better, just to help people build rapport with others. Mm. Okay. And I mean, I've seen you, I've seen you depict the body language of Joe Biden on, you know, you've done this on TV, you've done, you know, the Royals. I've literally watched you on Inside Edition on Fox. I mean, you, you are the one that everybody calls when something major happens and they want to just sort of analyze how this person seems, um, even though they're not speaking. So I had reached out to you um, the other day and I had told you about this case and how just disturbing it was to me 
and obviously everyone else because it's just no one, no one's heard about it. So I sent you some pictures. Um, I sent you just, you know, the first episode of this podcast, Gracie's YouTube video. Um, so I just want to get your thoughts. Let's start with the 911 call because this is something that is just on everybody's mind and people, you know, people just listen to this and I mean, immediately they are like, no, something is off. Something is very off with this man. So what are your thoughts? So here's what you're, ironically, when you're listening to something, what you're listening for is how, first of all, how you would behave in a similar situation, Mm -hmm. but also what your thoughts might be on having heard an individual in a similar situation or in a different situation and now having hearing them in this position. So if I'm sitting here listening to this man who I know was a newscaster, a sportscaster, et cetera. So I know he can hold himself well. I know he can put across a point well and he can stay calm. So initially people were thinking, well, you know, he's an anchor. So of course he keeps his calm. There is a very big difference. And I think that you and I can both appreciate this as mothers Mm -hmm. between somebody who has a job, because I've been doing media for, again, you know, Mm -hmm. 20 years. There is a difference between how I hold myself when I'm having a conversation with somebody in the media versus my child is in distress. So listening to that phone call just showed me, first of all, his pitch was so high. You would normally think. Mm -hmm. His pitch was so high, you would normally think that, oh, God, there's anxiety there, mm, right? Yeah. But I can do that as well. I can go, Lauren, I was really upset when I heard this. That's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. What becomes relevant was not only how slow he spoke, but how, given the situation, the dire situation, he was pretending to talk to people that were not there. And the reason I say that is because... I have listened with my head to the microphone and to the speaker just to see if I could hear somebody. And towards the end, you can hear somebody saying something. Mm -hmm. But initially, it seems like he's just making people up. And even if there were people there, your focus should primarily be on the 911 operator. So Mm -hmm. my, my primary goal would be to be like, I don't need to give you any more information. My son is under a truck. Get here. End of Mm -hmm. story. That's it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he kept just going on and on and on, exhibiting Mm -hmm. signs that were indecisive, I'm not sure, I don't know what's happening, he was run over, he was drugged down. I kept thinking about that. I was drugged, he was drugged down. So I think just hearing him, the pitch, tone, and rate did not match what you would presume a parent to respond to. I, I, oh my gosh, you just gave me chills. I mean, the way you said you listened to it so closely to hear if anyone else was there. I actually just watched another, uh, it was an ABC dateline or something about a, a staged burglary where a husband killed a wife. And, you know, the husband was essentially, um, he was, you know, he was free for 10 years. They said, oh, you know, we just can't find the guy who did it. And then they reopened the case. And part of what got him convicted was the fact that cops now and forensics were able to listen to this 911 call of his wife, you know, her saying like, someone's in my house, I think, whatever. They listened to it, the whole thing. Nobody else was there except for her husband and her. And they were able to find this out through, you know, listening to this phone call over and over, the 911 call. So I have 
straight chills there. And, you know, from what we've done investigation wise, we do believe that Grant was already out cold before he was in the ditch. Right. So the fact that Aaron says, Hey, if you remember this part, can you turn your head, Grant? You turn your head. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, yeah, he can turn his head. No, he didn't even have, he was out. Like the paramedics, I guess they responded like maybe there were four or five minutes. Uh, they responded four or five minutes later and he, he was totally out. So it's kind of just like, it didn't really make sense uh, it to me. It didn't ring true. That's what exactly. it boils down to. It did not ring true. Right. And ironically, listening again, while he's making the 911 call and he's pretending that he's talking to other people, you're listening to hear the other people. So eventually there's like some garbled voices, yeah. like a minute 20 into this mm-hmm. thing. But in the meanwhile, why would you be focusing on people who are, not there. Like those people aren't going to lift the the truck. No. So your primary focus should be on the operator saying, this is the address. This is where I am. Just get here. I don't need to stay on the phone and keep repeating the same thing. Yes. He was drug underneath the car and yes, right. he's still underneath the car. Get here. Like yeah, that's exactly, it. exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, we've talked about this at, at nauseam on other episodes, but just the fact that as a parent, we, we all can say we would be under that car with our, our kid. I'm sorry. I would, be, I would be like on the phone trying to lift it with one hand. I mean, yep. it's just, it's, it's, it's truly sickening. I mean, and Angie can't even, Angie is Grant's mom. Angie can't even get through a sentence without just saying like, I wish I was there because yes. I would have had my mom's strength to save my baby. And it's just like, it's, it's horrible. Um, But okay. So let's, is there anything you else you want to, just one yeah. more thing for that. Please. Yeah. So quite often people like will laugh because I tend to speak fast. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm from New York. I tend to speak fast. I try to slow that down as I become like self-aware. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm giving a speech. I want to slow it down depending upon where I am. However, having said that, when you're in a panic, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your job description is. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. When you're in a panic, your voice speeds up. You tend to speed up. Okay, your pitch might increase like his did. But at the same time, you wouldn't be like, my son was, you'd be like, oh my God, get here. There, My son was, it's pulled right. underneath the car. My son's under, you would just babble, scream, yes. speak very rapidly because that is your child. You wouldn't be like calm and able to give out ridiculous, unnecessary information. So those were the cues that I look for, because what I'm doing is I look at a situation and I say, okay, first of all, how would a normal person respond? Mm. And then once you take that information and you try to put yourself in that to into that position, and then you go, okay, I get that. Uh, And then you say, okay, well, you know, let's, let's bring this a little bit broader. How would other people respond? You know, it doesn't just because you do this doesn't mean everybody else follows suit. Right. Mm -hmm. But once you've done that, and now you're looking at other cues and listening to other signals, the red flags start popping up because the repetitiveness of what he's saying seems so formulated as if he has a script and he has to stick to that script. So now this could be wrong. I, I don't have a baseline for him other than the few videos I've been able to watch. But mm-hmm. just in general, if we're going with generic body language, if we're going with generic yeah. nonverbals, his speech would have been much faster. His pitch would have been much higher. And his tone would have been completely different. 
Right. And everybody knows that you are coming at this case from an outsider. You obviously, this is your opinion as an expert. So everyone knows that this is just your initial thought. So yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry at all about anything. I'm not worried, but I recognize that this is, you know, you, you can't always put everything in a box at the same time. There are obvious extremes and then you recognize that those red flags become significant in a situation where it's your own child who's lying in a pit mm-hmm. underneath his own truck. Right. So. Right. And, and just, it's, it's just funny because a lot of people who listen to this podcast had contacted me and they're like, they heard the 911 call and they're like, Oh yeah, I don't have to hear anything else. He did it. You know? Yeah. So it's like, wow, that's very powerful. And now you had briefly mentioned uh, Grant's fist, right? Um, yes. In one of the photos. And I had noticed uh, in send, oh yes, this one, where there is there is space, yes, between, there's space them. between them. Yes, and Grant has his hand over his father's shoulder in a fist almost. So what do you depic- depict from that? Okay, so when I look at this picture of the two of them, first of all, Aaron is wearing sunglasses. And because of that, you can never, we're talking about the same picture, right? This one? Yep. Yep. That's, that's okay. the one. Correct. So when Aaron is wearing sunglasses, you can never truly tell if somebody is genuinely smiling because you can't see the lines here and his mm-hmm. cheek muscles will be uh, obscured from the sunglasses. However, when you look at Grant, this look is pretty much disdain, contempt. There is no happiness in Grant's smile. And that made me very sad when I looked at this picture, because not only is there space between them, and I've seen pictures of the two of them when they're like kind of body to body. But in this particular picture, you can see that Grant is not happy. There's again, that look of one sided smile, which is a sign of contempt. And then with Aaron, that typical, I'm, you know, uh, used to being photographed, so I can just put on this smile. Interestingly enough, in this smile, his upper lip tucks in. We're talking about Aaron, sorry. His upper lip tucks in, which is also like almost a sign of anger. So this in and of itself is not a good smile for him either. So between the two of these individuals, you can see that neither one of them genuinely enjoyed this photo. So Aaron's lip is tucked in, his upper lip showing anger, and the sunglasses kind of block anything else. And then looking at Grant, you can see that there's a one-sided smirk, so to speak, which would demonstrate yeah. contempt. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I mean, I I knew that it was awkward just from the, the space, I guess. But yes. what's interesting is I didn't even notice his hand clenched in a fist until yes. you pointed it out. Yes. I didn't even notice because it's kind of like, yeah, that's horrible. That's, you know, that's- when when you look at a picture, sometimes, you know, you just get that gut feeling that something is not right. And yeah. if you spend a little time, like I know you do, you're so good at this. If you spend a little time, you start to see maybe what makes you feel that way. And with this, it's his fist, obviously. And then, you know, the tucked in lip and for Aaron and then with Grant, just that little tiny lip tug up on his, his left side that shows. And so if his lip is lifted on the left, that tells me he's probably right-handed. And that's, so if you're right-handed, you would show contempt on the left side of your face. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that is, 
that is something that I did not know. And I don't think our listeners really knew that either. Um, so that's really interesting. We could do a whole nother thing on that. Yeah, I know. That's I mean, it's stuff. The, the thing is, it's like, there's just, there's so much to unpack just yes. in photos and videos alone. But um, so I want to bring up the one family photo okay. that I sent you. Um, I'll just tell the listeners about this really quickly while you pull it up. Uh, which one is it? Yes, that one. So as I'm doing the first couple podcasts, I did have someone DM me and say, Hey, well, you know, if the, if Angie and the kids hated Aaron so much, why was this photo on Facebook about a month, uh, before Grant died when they were all celebrating his 18th birthday? Well, Angie had already sent me this photo saying, you know, just so you know, this might show up somewhere. She said, I want you to know the backstory. We were all at one of Grant's baseball games. Aaron shows up as he does always because he's obsessed with Grant's baseball career. And she said that money was tight and it was Grant's birthday. And Aaron said, do you want to go to dinner? And Angie said, you know, I I made a judgment call and I wish I didn't because I ruined Grant's birthday. But um, I made the judgment call that I wanted to have a dinner for Grant for his birthday. So we all went out and she said the kids were miserable. So, um, you know, that was, that was when the picture was taken. So what, yeah. What do you make of that? Ironically, when you look at this picture, Aaron is not a part of the photo. And the reason I say that is because if you look at Grant's hand, yep, his hand is around his sister. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron, even though he's in the photo, you don't see his hand anywhere. You oh my just gosh. standing there kind You're of on right. the outskirts with that ridiculous smile. And then, you know, when you mm. look at it, you think, oh, well, Grace is smiling. And she is, but she's smiling because her brother's arm is hugging her. Mm. Not her father's arm. Her brother's arm is hugging her. And then her brother is also hugging mom. So yes. here we have like the relationship that you expect mom, daughter, and son. And right. I mean, Grace's hand or her arm, right. Her arm is like tucked behind her or something. I was like, so like, yeah, recognize there, there is definitely a disconnect. He's not, even though he's in the picture, he's not truly involved in that family. And he might put on a great smile to pretend, but if you look, you can clearly see that that's not a genuine family photo. It's just something that he can say, hey, look, I, I have this picture and this is great. No. Right. And this is something that, you know, essentially when they go to court, well, look at this. You look like a happy family. Well, then it sounds like, you know, you would need to be on the stand being like, what are you guys talking about? Happy yes. family. They don't even want him in the photo. They literally, it's a family of three with him on the end. Yeah. That's wow. That's exactly yeah. it. And even like looking at his feet, uh, Grant's feet. You can see he points one foot to his sister, one foot towards his mother. His mother is mm. pointing his her foot towards the son. She yep. is actually, uh, Gracie is pointing a little bit. She's Her knees are pointing somewhat to her father, but mm-hmm. her right foot is pointing straight. So right. she seems to be much more engaged with her brother, which again, her arm is around. And then, so to me, I could easily crop dad out 
Yeah. And that would be a really nice family photo. Right, right. That's I I thought the same thing. I initially, again, I didn't pay so much attention to Grant's arm. I was more looking at Gracie just move her body away from her dad so she right. doesn't have to be near him. So that is that's super, super interesting. Oh my goodness. Now, I don't know if you got um the photo I sent of Aaron at the Masters that was a screen grab from a television. Did you no, get that? I didn't. Actually, I tried to look that up too, and I couldn't. Find yeah, it. let me send this to you right now, Tanya. Um, because this was also interesting, where people were saying, you know, at this point, Angie and Gracie are completely just uh, overwhelmed in trying to get Grant's case reopened. They're they're just distraught over trying to find out what really happened to their son. All the while, you know, Aaron Solomon is is living it up, just like, you know, living his life and, uh, you know, just seems to not have a care in the world. So, you know, he's captured on screen at the Masters being like, hey, what's going on here? What's with this call? It's just it's I don't know. It's just very the whole thing was very disturbing to me. Um, so I'll wait for you to get this. Yes. I think the situation in and of itself, based on listening to some of the uh actually I, I i don't know how deep you want to get into this but yeah uh oh here here comes picture got it it's just um listening to the politicians discussing this case was heart-wrenching for me again politicians yeah uh wait is this okay I didn't get this picture before, so I'm am I I'm not quite sure. Okay. Oh, I see him. Is he that's him like this doing this? Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, I, so I don't know the background of this. If you could just Yeah, no, he just he was just at the Masters and he was caught on camera. And the the whole the whole time uh If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
that he's just at the masters living his life, you know, Gracie and her mom are just trying to get, you know, their son and brother's case reopened and figure out what happened to them. And there's, there's, they struggle with this every day. So it just, it just seems and really was this photo taken uh, a few months ago, maybe, maybe two months ago. Okay. So when I look at the photo of Aaron at the masters, mm-hmm. what I can tell you is this is a man who doesn't have a care in the world other than his current situation, which is potentially a complaint about a call that was made. Yeah. So there's a tremendous disconnect between what the two parties are doing, meaning mom and daughter versus mm. dad. And mm-hmm. I, I hate to make it seem so black and white, but obviously I, I don't anticipate seeing a picture of mom at like, you know, a basketball game where she's going, yay team, you know, she's still right. struggling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So these are the little elements. Now we can talk about the difference in how men tend to show emotions mm-hmm. versus how women tend to show emotions. You know, men tend to shield themselves a little bit more mm-hmm. and they can compartmentalize better than women, especially mothers, not right. because they're stronger by any means, but more because they recognize that, you know, they're moving forward and men are not supposed to show emotions, whereas women, we can compartmentalize, but yeah. we choose to be emotive because this is, you know, what we've given birth to. <laughs> this is yeah. our our life, you know. Yeah. So I think the difference comes here where you see somebody who's just enjoying a day on the green, so to speak, mm-hmm. whereas mom and daughter are still fighting every single day to get answers. And right. that is in itself telling. So yeah, that you is sad. You made such a good point where Angie, the only time Angie is literally leaving the house, it's to like work, go to a doctor's appointment or literally to go root Gracie on and running track or, you know, something at school. I mean, I, I literally told her Angie is, she is like, she doesn't even sleep. She's just pouring so much energy into getting this reopened because she just wants to know what happened to her son. And it's like, it's, it takes a toll on you. I mean, it really does. I've been telling her, you need to go get like a massage, go do something for yourself because yeah, she, do that. she won't do that because that would be gratifying. That would be self-gratifying. And she, as a mother, she wouldn't do that. I was watching. So two things I watched mm-hmm. you with Rudy Giuliani mm-hmm. and I, I think that he didn't fully understand from your perspective, because I think you were yeah. trying to come at it from more of a mother's perspective to help him kind of understand why. And he was stopping and being like, oh, the legal part of this, blah, blah, yes. blah. Yes. But then also I watched another video, which I think was from Angie, where she's talking to Aaron mm-hmm. at the scene. And yes, she's saying, yes, they recreated. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Re- so recreating. And I'm thinking he's going, oh, yeah, the body was here. And, and she's like, the wait, show me exactly how the body and in my head I'm thinking, well, how would you know exactly how the body was since you were here and the body was 60 feet below you? How would Correct. you actually know? So there's so many questions about we can go with the, the verbals, the nonverbals, but also that video of husband and wife together. Well, X, X, they're not married. Yeah. Well, okay, but, yeah. but, but they were married when they gave birth to him, right? Yes, correct. So, you know, okay, mother and father, I guess is a better way to put it. At the scene of their child's death Mm -hmm. and 
he's just like rolling on the rocks, making things up apparently to show how the sun was positioned. And she's trying so hard to grapple and understand and get a sense of what actually happened. And from my perspective, as somebody who looks at nonverbals, all I kept thinking is, I would never be able to do that. I would never be able to roll around and say, oh, this was his position. That was it. It would be like, yeah, how do you do that? You know, so again, it seems farcical. It seems that he just has no emotional connection here. He just seems to be completely apart from what has happened. And that brings on the bigger question of, is there any culpability? Did he do something? Or is he genuinely just trying to get past what happens? And I tend to see a red flag when I look at it. No, you you are you are right. <laughs> um, I I agree with you. Where it's like a lot of what you're saying, um, people can argue. Oh, people grieve differently. Blah yes. blah blah. Yeah, it's like I know we've all heard that. Okay, um, I'll add a couple things to this. If you didn't watch the whole video. Angie was keeping the camera. Uh, she she did not tell him at first she was recording. Yeah. And then I got friend, that from <laughs> Yes, yes, from how the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his friend caught on and said, and his friend, his best friend's name is Sam Johnson. You can actually Google Sam Johnson, who you did. Okay, yeah. So you know what a dickhead he is. And um, yeah, sorry. So, and he's like, Oh, are you sure this is okay? Like, da-da-da. And so it's like, dude, and yeah. So, and then something else I'll say that Angie and I, and I, I, I have this conversation with her a lot where I'll say to her, Angie, I'm sending out a press release. I know that you're very good at turning your brain off and on to saying my son is dead. I lost my, my firstborn baby. And you know, I am a distraught mother. And you know, when she goes to bed at night, she weeps, she cries, but then on, you know, at certain times, she has to turn it off Yes, and say the body when she's referring yes. to her baby or say, you know, the blood spatter or whatever. And she's referring to her son. And I acknowledged how hard that must be yes. in, in doing so. And she kind of just said, look, you have no idea. I'm not going to get into it with yeah. you now. But like, there are times that I'm just on my knees and I just throw my phone and I cannot respond to anyone. I cannot do anything because I've played professional all day in treating this like a third party case, not my own. So I respect that so much about her. And I even tell her when I send her in emails, I feel insensitive, you know, cause I'm, I'm speaking to press, you know, what, what media wants to hear. And so I, I read it that way, or I write it that way. And I feel horrible because but it's great because, you know, again, going back to Giuliani's interview, yeah. I love that you're, you're like, Angie, if you're watching and then boop, 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 you're like, <laughs> yeah, she just sent me a text. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you, you have to, to me, that just shows how serious this, this is not her just trying to say, Hey, uh, you know, I, I want attention. This is her saying, my son needs closure. We need to figure out what happened because mm-hmm. he's yeah. my firstborn. And yes, I, I can put on my poker face when I have to, uh-huh. but the difference between putting on your poker face when you have to, and just having that poker face all the time, because you just don't care. Yeah. Is there's a difference, you know, like I'm a very emotional person. So mm-hmm. 
you know, if I even read the news, I'm like a Hallmark commercial. I start crying, right? <laughs> but if I have to keep myself composed, I then I'm sitting there in my brain. I'm playing tic-tac-toe as I'm giving out yes. information. And that's yes. my way of doing things. Like that's how I can compartmentalize. But, you know, if if I'm doing that all the time, when I'm talking about something that's as serious as losing a child, then mm-hmm. it's going to spill out. It's going to spill out because you can't keep it in all the time. So there should be times that she's throwing her phone, that she's beating the wall, that she's screaming into a pillow. But we don't get to see that with dad at all. We just see somebody who continuously badgers fights and argues. And one of the videos was horrifying because he was talking about how you think you're getting away with this, but you're going to be with me. And Oh, in the court video, the court video, right? No, this was, they were outside someplace. Okay. Uh, and, and I guess mom was videotaping. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he, yeah. All you see is his like arm and his tiny. And that's where I use the baseline for his voice. That's where I got the baseline for his voice. Mm. So he's talking about how they've gotten away with this. Like, oh, you think you can stay with your mother, but you can't, you can't right. keep staying with her. I'm going to get you back. You're going to be with me tomorrow. You're going to be with me. Gracie. I mean, it's, it's sickening. It's a competition. It's not about your kids at that's this point or what so that's why you're just like, what is wrong with you? Like, this yes. is a true narcissist in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I can't. Right. I would go so, further than that, but you know, okay. I, would, I would take that to another degree other further than narcissist, but you know, that's for others to decide with medical. Degree. Sure. No, uh, sure. Um, however, yeah, I was, he does show signs of, of being more than just a narcissist. I, I agree with Look you. At the and scale. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree with you. And, um, people, people in the town of Franklin, Tennessee, who have been a part of this from the very beginning, um, you know, they've sent me messages and some of them were so chilling, Tanya, like, yes. and again, it goes back to the, uh, everyone grieves differently. But they just said things like, I'll never forget Aaron at the Grant's funeral. I mean, they just said, if you would have seen this, you would have been so disturbed at the lack of emotion. The just, they said it was just odd. It was just weird. Like, it was like he spoke and they said he seemed like a salesman almost like, and very accepting of this death, like very like, you know, like God's plan, whatever. I mean, uh, what? Your son just died. It's been like six days. You were really accepting of this plan so far. I'm again, I know it, it can't hold up in court or anything because yeah, it's but like, you know, the whole idea of what the school did and how the school protected uh, the father mm-hmm. um, was disturbing. I, I don't know anything about the school. I don't know anything about who runs the school, but I did the end the pastor. Also, uh, yeah, yeah. very Mm -hmm. disturbing to hear how protective they were of their local celebrity, as opposed to looking after the best interest of a young girl Mm -hmm. and her older brother. It it was just upsetting. And I truly hope that they find closure. I really do hope that Lauren, that you and all the people that you're talking to, because you are so powerful, I really hope that you're able to get this case reopened because I think it deserves attention. And sadly enough, I'm looking over things and it was hard to find information on this. I know. And that is what's so crazy, Tanya. You're like, what is this? Oh my gosh. And then you can find little pieces of it here and there, but God, it just, it makes me, it makes me so worried because 
there's a reason here that yes. this is not getting out. There is a reason and, and maybe it's, I just don't see how, why these people would protect him so much. What, yes. you what know what I'm saying? So him. it's like, what is going on? Why? At one point, Angie had told me that um, there was a Fox news reporter who was, who had contacted her. She sent him pictures. She interviewed with him. I think it was Michael Ruiz, who was just a writer, a crime writer or something. And then he just went radio silent. Just nothing. It's weird. It's eerie. It's just like, okay, but there is a reason that, that somebody is avoiding this. And I just, I don't know what it is. I think if this gets out, so here's my kind of ridiculous benchmark, if you will. And what I mean by that is what I say to people is if you hear something or see something and you feel your body clench, mm-hmm. there's a reason like you picked up on something. You might not know what it was that you picked yeah. up on, but if you clenched every body part, when you saw something and the, the, the hackles on the back of your neck stood up, yeah, don't let that go by. Like, don't let that pass. There's a reason you felt that. Go mm-hmm. back and revisit. Find out what it was. Just look at it over and over again until you figure out what made that yeah. give you such a visceral reaction. And from there, move it forward. This is what you're doing. You mm-hmm. you found this. You had a visceral reaction, obviously. You're okay. sharing it with others, myself mm-hmm. included, who have had a visceral reaction. And so, uh, of course, I can give you the visceral reaction reasons for me, but other people now need to hear it. So once you've shared it, send it to me, I'll share it with my people as well, because I think if enough people get to the point where they see it and understand it, Mm -hmm. then you do have something that you can. Yeah. And I think a higher level of, of, law enforcement. Right. And, and so, you know, I think with more experts coming on, you know, we've had retired law enforcement. I had, you know, uh, a doctor CEO of a hospital. And now I have you next week. I'm talking to um, Matt Murphy, an attorney. So I I just feel like the more people that weigh in and say, wait, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And, you know, I do have to give Rudy credit on, um, when I went in there and I had said this to you, I felt like I was all over the place because I was trying to touch all angles. And he's like, you know what, Lauren, if you're going to move forward with this, you've got to focus on the facts for now to get people's attention. So that is what we did for the first four episodes of this podcast. Just facts, just the papers, the, the medical examiner report, paramedic, police report, just facts. Now we're diving into, wait, what did he do? What did he say? Look at this family. This is so dysfunctional. So I think with that being said, Tennessee is not taking this seriously. That's for sure. But perhaps um, what you just said, the more people that get wind of it nationally, you know, maybe they'll take it seriously. And although I respect his opinion in terms of you need to get like the facts, the facts, the facts. Mm -hmm. Think about how we are as humans, right? Yeah. you know, we see things on television, tragic stories on television all the time. We go, oh, my goodness, that's horrible. And then, you know, a commercial comes on and we forget. Yeah. So the facts, the facts, the facts are great. Mm-hmm. But as a human, you know that what gets to people is the emotional tug, that yes. emotional pull that says, oh, my God, something needs to be done. Something needs to change. And that yeah. I think the facts are obviously ultimately the, the most important thing. But what gets people on your side is that emotional tug, like the question, 
did this man actually do something detrimental to his own child? So I think the emotional component, if you've already finished with the fact finding portion, uh, I, I hope that your emotional journey will be the one that sucks people into this to make them recognize that we can't just let this go by. We can't just let this happen and close it out and let this poor mother and daughter grieve and never have an answer. So yeah, I, oh, I, I agree. A hundred percent. I agree. And I think that um, <clears throat> initially there is about 27 or 28 defamation lawsuits out there that I, I believe said that I couldn't believe that. Yeah. That have been dropped. Um, it was, it was people in the town that took the side of Angie and Gracie that went up against Grace Chapel that went, said things about Aaron, Steve Berger, whatever, um, writers and bloggers who blogged about this. So at the beginning, yeah, it was important that I said, allegedly this, allegedly that, you know, I'm not calling him a rapist or a murderer, right. but I am exercising, you know, my right of free speech and, and, you know, Gracie's right of free speech. And now yes. it's like, now we're at the point where it's like, yeah, your behavior's weird. And yes. now we're going to analyze that. So yeah. that's that it is what it is at this point. So, um, yeah, there's like, there's no turning back. I think there is also a component of like, how dangerous is he? Right. I mean, people covering this case, I know there's a couple other podcasters that are probably going to be doing one-off episodes here and there. I mean, you know, is, is he going to come after us? Is, is it, like, it's, I mean, they probably not the people that do a one-off episode, but like me, for example, right. is this do guy so dangerous do that he series. would- yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So that crosses my mind sometimes as well. I'm not going to lie, but, um, you know, I just have to, trust. but I think you're careful. I think, you, you know, you know where to draw the line on it. That's, I do. I do. When I watch it or when I listen, like I did watch the Giuliani thing and mm-hmm. I saw how you kind of walked that path. And, and yeah. even when Giuliani kind of said things that I think were just too black and white, you still were able to pull it back to the truth with the emotional draw, which that's what will land you mm-hmm. getting these people, the case reopens. I really do believe that. Like it, it's gotta be the emotional draw. The black and white is really important, but you have the ability to stay that line, but, and at the same time, pull, pull the emotional. You are actually the first, you're the first person to really, uh, to kind of say it like that, like that, might be at this point, what gets us reopened is the emotions. And I, I didn't really yeah. think of it like that. So that's actually super helpful. Um, because I, I am so focused on the facts because I wanted to be different than these YouTubers who just do yeah. these, these videos for clicks and for, and I'm not saying they do it. No, just no, clicks. I agree. Yeah. You don't want it to be like, no, that's what, you know, you don't want that, but the emotional culpability is what's going to draw a mother. Like, honestly, I get people all the time asking me to come do this crime and drama thing. And I'm like, yeah, but when you, I have a 27 year old, a 25 year old and a 20 year old. Mm. Wow. There is no way if there was a Tacoma lying on one of them, yeah. that I wouldn't be underneath it with them, slapping them in the face, talking, wake up, wake up. What's happened. But so it's that's what I mean by the emotional draw. It's not that it's it's trying to be like 
oh, let's get the conspiracy theories going. It's more, hey, right. we have the facts. The facts are here. That's all great. But unless enough people care, enough, unless enough mothers and siblings care yeah. to pull this, it's gonna it's gonna drop it's just gonna get I, to the wayside I and- so agree with you yeah. and just to put it in perspective if I'm feeling like uneasy sometimes and listen you know me I'm not really scared obviously like I have kids that yeah. is sort of what scares me but generally I'm not like someone that's easily frightened you can threaten right. me with a lawsuit you can I'm just like exactly. okay bro yeah whatever I mean I have so yeah I know I'm like get in line okay get in line bro but it's like I just think of Angie and Gracie and yeah. she had, you know, we, we talked the other day and I said, you know, we got to be careful. We don't want to say this about Aaron and, and these people in the church that might have connects to X, Y, Z, you know, we don't want to get her in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And she just I do. Said, like, think of how I feel and how I live my life yes. every day at this point. Like, how, how she stays around there and constantly sees these people. She is, she's a brave, brave woman that I, she's, she's an inspiring woman. I had told her. If that was me and I had been dealing with this shit and listen, we didn't know what gaslighting was back in 2013. I know yeah. I said, yeah. listen, I said, Angie, I'd be in jail at this point because yes. I would not have your strength and your grace and your patience throughout this and because her, grit, her, yeah. grit, her strong constitution to kind of just. Yeah. Yep. So, um, well, Tanya, thank you so much for, for discussing this. I Sorry feel like, no, I feel like I will be <laughs> contacting you again soon. Um, when we get more information and, you know, new things are uncovered with this case, because yeah. I do think a, a few other outlets will be covering this, um, podcast wise or, or news wise in the future, we've gotten a few leads. So, um, I think that'll be good, but, but yeah, thank you so much. It's been invaluable to speak with you. Okay. How about that? That was so helpful to me. Um, I do plan on having her back on just because she is so amazing and just so full of knowledge about things that I don't even think about. Um, so anyway, don't forget to check the Freedom for Gracie Instagram or Lauren underscore interviews. Also, we could really use some help on the GoFundMe. Again, just Google Justice for Grant GoFundMe um, to donate. We have 200,000 signatures on the change.org petition, which is so helpful. So thanks to everyone who signed and is spreading the word. But check back in next week for another new episode with more experts that really just intensify our quest in getting Grant's death reopened. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.